somehow there's a whole generation of parents that have given the impression to their children and their teens, you can be online, you can be utilizing your cyber equipment anytime you want, even at the dinner table. It needs to stop. We need to take it back. We need to decide to be the parent. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie Jay, and uh, this week it's kind of a, a challenging topic because um, we all kind of deal with this differently in our homes, but of course we want the best for our kids. So we're talking about how to deal with this whole cyber tsunami. Yesterday we covered a lot about how it affects them. Really, not just as kids, but growing up, it affects how their brains are developing. It affects how they are socially, how important it is to actually have conversations with your kids, you know, and have fun with them that doesn't include something electronic because it will help them in their future marriage. I I think the challenge with that is as parents today, we want our children to like us more than we want to like what we've done with our kids when they grow up. And so when we set some restrictions and our children don't say to us, oh, wow, I want to thank you for that. I know this is going to help my future development in life. (laughs) Yeah, if they say that, come for help. He's really got a problem. They're kids. And somehow there's certain areas of life where we have said, you can be personally responsible for the amount of time you spend online, the amount of texting you do, the hours you do it, when you do it. I'll I'll let you handle it. We didn't let them do that with money. Mm. This is the budget. We need to we need to give them the discipline so that they can later discipline themselves. It's the parents' job to monitor and restrict not just where they go online, how much time they spend online, mm-hmm. and then go after them and develop a communication. But you brought up something important too that it's this is very hard to do because especially if you haven't had these patterns in your house, mm-hmm. starting to break in with these things, the concept of telling your kids, I can look through your phone. I haven't done it until now, but, and it's so hard at the beginning when you're doing this. It's like starting a workout regimen where you're going to be sore for days mm. until you can finally Not get Not that and, I would know, but yeah, I'm listening to you. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, no, you but, would, I would. <laughs> but, but, and then your kids have to get used to having you invade their quote unquote privacy, you know, mm-hmm. but they're, and you talk to teenagers these days and it is almost like a sin to get into their private world. You want to get into their cell phone? Why should what? we expect them to like that? Why would they so. think they're 25? So you're not giving us hope that it's ever going to get easier? It's going to get easier when they know there's no options, of course. But why should I expect my child to say, thank you for caring enough about me that you go through my, <laughs> you pick up my cell phone and go through it? Well, if I, if, if, if you're looking at mine, then I should look at yours. You know what? Here's the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. You're a child. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The, the, the other side of this, and it's not always true. I know, I know that there are some teens that, that get little side jobs and pay for their own phone and pay for their own yeah, you know, friends. You and fa- yeah. You still live in this house. Hmm. You still live in this house. I'm sorry. You know, every, every summer when my children came home from college and lived at this, lived at the house, this isn't the dorm in dorm. It's different. Remember, we're all back here. We all live in the same home. I, I think we've not, it's, it's not the cyber part and it's not the monitoring and I should look through that and, and, and some of the, some of the things you would think are no brainers. No phones at the dinner table. And there are some people sitting here saying, dinner table? When's the last time we sat at a dinner mm-hmm. table? Everybody grabs a meal and goes sit someplace, sits in front of the TV, takes it back. No, we need to come back. We are a family. We're not a house of a bunch of boarders. And until we realize this is having a huge detrimental impact, we talked yesterday about 
it's it's having an impact on the, on the way the children grow up and become young adults and learn how to relate to other people. They don't know how to relate to other people, so they're very vulnerable because they've never actually looked you looked anybody in the eye and had a conversation. I've spoken to some kids where they're hi, how are you? And they're staring and they're they're looking all kinds of kinds of other places. <laughs> like, wait, I'm the adult. I'm in front of you, yeah. and I'm a lot bigger than you. And you seem your eyes seem to miss me. But I don't and, know how to do that. To they don't know how to do that because I've related to an object that I can control rather than a person that I could relate to. Mm. You know, and next week we're going to talk about respect for authority. Mm. I, I have no clue how to do that. I have no clue how, any respect for other people or, or I haven't because my entire relationship world, to, for the most part, has been through this little device called my phone. And so I don't even know how to feel bad for people. Um, because I've just dissed them on the phone or in a text or on Facebook. I have no clue, uh, the feelings and the hurt. And I didn't see the face. We mm-hmm. talked yesterday about how the, the matrix of the growth of, of children being, spending too much time on the, in the cyber world, uh, and, and bullying has grown. But there's, there's so many other things. But as parents, I've got to decide I'm a parent. I'm in charge here. And it's not just that I'm in charge. If I go with the I'm in charge, it, 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 it I, it makes me feel like, well, I don't want to be that like that. I'm not in charge. I'm responsible before God for the development of the child so this child can actually have a relationship with other people. It's interesting. The research, we, we didn't have research because we didn't have a long enough period of time. Right. We now have research with a generation that's hitting their 20s that have spent their whole life with this. Mm-hmm. And so what are we seeing? And some res- research is coming out now. And all of this is in Arch- Ar- Dr. Archibald Hart's book. Uh, research is coming out now that validates the the inability to contemplate or meditate. I mean, the research says that that the ability to contemplate and, med- med- and meditate uh, declines um, in those who in- who are engaged too much or almost addicted constantly in uh, the digital world. Almost like there's They're, no room for them to think. They don't have themselves. to think. They react. They don't it's have to process. React, yeah. And and not only that, but they don't want to think anymore. Just let me go online and find the answer. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 have me spend time actually processing and looking and thinking and how does this work? Just let me find the answer. Uh, but it gets even deeper than that. I don't. It, research also indicates that constant digital involvement leaves your child at great risk of not being able to cultivate deep and intimate relationships. So let's put those two together. I want my child to have a relationship with God, hmm. and uh, we my generation. Um, really didn't have a relationship with God. They had a relationship with God's rules. And my generation was told, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't. And the list was huge. And for me, it was bizarre because I had never been in the door of a church till I was 20. Mm-hmm. And I come to Christ, and I'm all excited about really this freedom. The freedom for me was freedom from fear, uh, freedom from worry, and now the new the new ability to process uh, some of my dysfunction because my mom dies when I'm a kid. And so I'm processing this, and I... I'm looking for a real, a, a church that really just teaches the Bible. Um, I, 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 and so I'm looking for a very conservative church and I find the church, but also as I find the church back in the, in the early seventies, I find the church rules, what the church covenant, we can't do this, we can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. And, and I'm just kind of shocked. And so I'll never forget them telling me, one of the things you can't do is you can't dance. And I'm saying to this mentor, so you're married and you can't dance with your wife. And it was the first time he ever actually, wow, that, didn't even think about it. it's not even biblical. And we have so many non-biblical rules that, that so, so for me, uh, I, the, I watched a whole generation coming in late. I watched a whole generation that didn't think. Mm-hmm. 
that just here's the rules of engagement with God. And I watched a whole generation that I'm wondering, wow, this guy loves Jesus and, and been married 10 years and, and does this in his marriage. You're kidding me. The rules didn't work. Mm. It's from the inside out, not outside in. We're going to see now with this research, it's going to be the same thing all over again. They've not been taught to take time to think, to contemplate the reactors in the digital world. And they don't know how to deal with difficulties or conflict in a relationship. They just shut it down and don't respond to the text. Right. And so if you can't cultivate deep and intimate relationships and you don't know how to contemplate and, and, and meditate thinking on things, um, because we're spending our whole life letting the digital world kind of manage our process, our thinking, our answers, then how are they going to have a relationship with God? How are they going to have a marriage? So what is my goal? And, and I really, really, really think, uh, our goal as parents, and we've talked about this so much time, my goal is to raise a godly adult. Every parent, every parent ought to have a goal of wanting to raise an, an adult. I want to raise a godly adult, not just an adult. I want to raise an adult, a child who goes out the door, who has an understanding that God knows the plans he has for them. How do you access a relationship with God, and how do you have the discipline to follow that? That's what I want to raise. One of the things adults need to know how to do is not just get married. Morons can get married. Be married. Not just get a job, keep the job. Mm. Uh, and, and much of that, I mean, the cyber world plays a part in that. You're going to work any job today. You need to be, uh, literate, uh, but you can't be addicted. Right. And you can't have that. The biggest relationship I have is through this at other people, not with other people. So we've got to decide as parents, I love my kids so enough and so much. And you said it, we bite the bullet. If all of a sudden you found out you've been feeding your kids peas and, and, and um, you've let them have free access to peas, and they have they eat peas all the time. And then the research is definitive; it comes out. This is incredibly horrible to brain development. This is incredibly horrible to you know they hide in their closet and eat peas. What's that? And they just I don't want to have a relationship with you. I'm going to take a bowl of peas back to my room and just have peas. I like having peas. And you and we found out that wow, that's damaging to all areas of development. You'd say we're done with peas. Mm-hmm. We're not saying be done with the cyber world. We're saying. This one area, my child believes he or she ought to have total freedom, total access. You can't mess in my world. What about those that say, well, Dr. Barnes, I have good kids. I mean, I, I trust that, you know, they're, they're looking at kitty sites. You know, I know they're, they're not. I, I look through their music choices and, and you know, they're okay. I, I feel like I can trust them. We're not even talking about that. I hear that, but we're not talking about the, the, the harmful things, the pornographic things, the, the things that trap them on the internet. We're talking about too much time in general, even on good things, where I sit on a couch or I curl up in my bedroom in the corner on my bed, and this is all I do. I never go outside and run and play. We're robbing them of childhood. I never make things out of sticks. I never stop and, 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 and enter the fantasy of having, I mean, I never had a doll, but having a doll, all those things. I never do Legos. They're boring. I, I, I am given total as much time as you want. In this cyber world where I don't develop the ability to think, I don't de- develop the ability to have a relationship. Part of life is understanding that you have to learn relationship. It's interesting. Um, Roby and I, it was, um, oh, he was 18, I think. And it seems like it was the summer he was back from his freshman year of college. And the 700 Club, I think it was 700 Club, wanted us on right before Father's Day to talk about our relationship. And we're on and we're talking about our relationship. And it was hilarious. He was hilarious. He took me out on the show. It was so much fun. <laughs> and he said, obviously, uh, you and your dad are close. Why, are you, why do you think your dad are, are close? And he said, well, we talked a lot. And one of the places we talked a lot is my dad 
drove me to school a lot of mornings or picked me up. My mom and my dad alternated, and it was 45 minutes to the school I went to, and we just talked. What would you talk about? Well, this is funny mm-hmm. because we talked and we talked and I knew this was my time and I, and I wanted to talk. And, you know, some mornings we would talk about the devotions we had and, and, and that some mornings we would just talk about his friends. Some mornings we talk, you know, one morning we talked about he was, he was just rattling about this new kid at school who's, who's arrived late at school named Ryan and Ryan didn't have any friends and, uh, he kind of felt bad for him. And I said, how bad do you feel? And he said, oh, I'm so dead. sorry I brought this up. And I said, well, how bad do you feel for him? If you feel bad enough, I mean, let me ask you a question. Does he eat lunch alone? And he said, yes. I said, why don't you take your friends over? You know, that boy, Ryan Brasington, was one of his best friends today and another pastor in this town. Roby's a pastor. Ryan's a pastor. And when he went over to meet this kid uh, and and he felt like, are you going to make me do this? I said, no, I'm not going to make you do this. But how would you feel? You were new once there. Mm -hmm. You transferred into there. So how would you feel? We had those talks. 45 minutes, we could have them and process them and think through them. And he comes to the car triumphantly. And to, I didn't pick him up that afternoon, but Rosemary did and said, and said, I got with him and it was great. It was Ryan that helped him, that them and some other guys start a Bible study in Fort Lauderdale for, for guys. And so I, I think what happens is we're, we're not thinking and our kids are in the back seat and they're on the way to school already texting. What are you doing? What are you wearing? Where are you? Rather than no, 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 stop. This is my time. This is my time with you. The reason we don't do that is I, I, I don't want to do that, Mom. Well, you didn't want to brush your teeth either. Hmm. And and we have to make statements like, this isn't for you. This is for me. This is my time. You know, when, when Tori was little, I took her out to breakfast on Wednesday mornings before school. And did Tori wake up early ecstatic? Thanks for getting me up. This is amazing. We get to go to breakfast. She wouldn't go to bed excited. Oh, like no. Before. She would go to bed saying, do we have to do that tomorrow? And we <laughs> and I wake her up and, and say, do we have to do that? And so I, I would say sometimes sitting at McDonald's on Flamingo Road, this isn't for you. This is for me. This is my time. Did I always mean that? No, I didn't always mean that. But this was our time. I can't just do things because my kids like them. I have to do things because it's the right thing to do as a parent. We cannot give them free access to everything. And that that phone there where they say, I can't believe you're looking at my text. Absolutely, I'm looking at your text. I don't expect you to understand this, but I love you, and I'm looking at those texts. And the day you don't want me to look at those texts and the day you're hiding things is the day the phone stays with me for a while until we'll practice and practice and practice because we're practicing freedom here. And anybody has access to you, and I want to know what they're saying. Mm. So understand that. I'm not doing this uh, to be the NSA. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I am your dad, and I love you. So, yes, we will have boundaries. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and uh, today's program is posted online for free. You can listen to it again, even sign up to get the program automatically, along with the blog that comes with it, too. That's at parentingonpurpose.org. You can search for other topics, too. We've done an entire week on cyberbullying, as a matter of fact, too, and just search for that at parentingonpurpose.org. And if you want to know more about the children's homes, the counseling ministry, and a lot of resources to help you in your parenting journey, even in your marriage, all the proceeds would go to help the children's homes. That's online at shfm.org, short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. We hope you join us tomorrow. We'll continue talking about dealing with the cyber tsunami on Parenting on Purpose.